This is Redefining the Counterculture on Witten Radio. Make sure to check out our website at wittenradio.com. You're listening to Redefining the Counterculture. We're live with Katie Carpenter. Katie's an actress. You know her from House of Cards, uh, Netflix's newest series, The Haunting House. And uh, now we're here to talk about another one of her new films, um, <laughs> which I'm super excited about. Katie, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's been, um, I, I want to say it's been like a year since I talked to you last. Yeah, I think that sounds right. So a lot's changed. So congrats. Uh, you, you recently got married, I think? Yeah, I did. Two months ago. Very nice. Very nice. How is it being married and kind of balancing it with your, um, with just your your career as an actress? Well, we both work in the industry, so um, that's really nice. Uh, so he's really understanding of my hours, and I'm understanding of his, which is good. Um, and occasionally we kind of work together, which is also really nice. Uh, but yeah, we've been together for five years, so you know, and lived together for a couple. Um, so being married hasn't been too different so far, except maybe we've seen each other even a little less because <laughs> it's been busy. Right on, right on. Um, so speaking of busy, you've been super busy. You know, you you did House of Cards. You have your own web series, uh, Made to Order. And then, um, you know, for our listeners out there um, that, that know your work, you know, you're in Netflix's newest series, uh, Haunting of Hill House. Um, your schedule's been super, super crazy. Um, what has it been for you? I know this must have been a whirlwind. Yeah, it has been. Um it's been a busy couple years since moving to Atlanta, uh, from North Carolina. Um, and I've been busy on both sides of the camera, but, uh, I'm, I'm very grateful to have worked as much as I have and, uh, really excited about all the enthusiasm that Haunting of Hill House has gotten. Uh, I remember reading the scripts and thinking, well, the two scripts that I was in and thinking that it was going to be a great show, but you never really know, um, until you see it and it turned out so great. Absolutely, absolutely. Is it weird, you know, going back and, I guess, kind of recapping or watching the work that you've done? Because I know, like, with acting, um, especially with film and television, you know, a lot of times, like, you you don't really know how how it is until you see the finished product. Is it ever weird for you? Oh, it's super weird. Um, I've, I've gotten a little more used to seeing myself on camera or hearing myself on camera. That's what gets a lot of people. They're like, oh, my voice sounds like that. <laughs> Um, but I mean, it's cool to see there's not a lot of industries maybe where you can directly see your work and your growth, which is really cool. So I get to see, you know, the stuff that I did when I first started, um, as compared to now, which is really cool because I, you know, have grown and changed as, as you would hope. Um, so it's nice to see, to see that directly. I love it. I love it. Um, so tell me about the, the status of uh, Made to Order, because I know that when we first interviewed you, you, you know, you had just wrapped with House of Cards, and you had the series Made to Order that you, you know, were working tooth and nail at. Um, uh, where's the series at now for our listeners that are, you know, that are unfamiliar with your project? Yeah, so we had um, a first season that was completed and uh, aired on YouTube, I think, two years ago is when 
Um, the first season came out, and then the second season, we're most of the way through. We've uh, shot everything. We just have to kind of release them. Um, and we've been very busy this year, so I might have been slacking a little bit. So uh, I think we have about three more episodes to look forward to in the second season, um, and they will also be on YouTube. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I love it. I love it. Um, I want to jump ahead and talk about uh, one of your newest films. It's an, it's an indie film, um, and it, it, it was actually pretty neat because um, I, I was going to tease you because you, you have this, uh, you've been on this horror kick of late, but um, it's called Bloody Ballet, and um, I liked it. I, I didn't think I would, but it was actually really, really good. Tell me about it. What was the filming process like on it? So we filmed that, I think we started, maybe it was even three years ago. It's, it's, it's been a while coming. Um, so we uh, shot it mostly in North Carolina and Virginia. Um, and I worked with Kendra, who I'd actually worked with on a, a short before, and then we got to work together again. We kind of convinced Brett to uh, put us back on screen together after sending him some, some clips of our how strong our friendship was on camera. Um and so it was fun. I mean, I worked with New Brett before in New Kendra. I got to work with some other um, friends. It was, a, it was a pretty tight-knit cast and crew. Um, and, I mean, you know, it, it's an indie film, so you you do a lot. So I ended up doing some, some makeup, um, some costume stuff. I did a lot of Kendra's makeup, especially when she was, like, her doing her ba- ballerina stuff. Um so that was fun too. Um, but I, I, I love uh, all sides of it, especially like creative elements. Um, and a lot of the scenes between Kendra and I actually, um, we kind of improvised. They were written um, as as we saw them, but then we thought they could be stronger. And Brett trusted us, and and so um, I think that's why I've heard people say like, oh, you guys' chemistry pretty strong on camera, and that's because it was all very natural, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, that's awesome. So, how did you pre- did, uh, prepare for the role? Was it just I know, like um, with films like this, um, well, I guess you can answer this better. But um, is it tough preparing for you know a role, a role like this? You have to, I guess, kind of put yourself in a different mindset. Yeah, um, I think mostly what I do when I approach a role is read through the script uh, one time, a couple times, um, and you you kind of have to create a a backstory and, like, a history for that character because you think about it like people, and, like, people are the way that they are because of a lifetime of things happening to them. Um, So we kind of – Kendra and I worked together a little bit, too, um, on our friendship elements. And then we actually took some dance classes, too. So we took ballet together, uh, which was cool. Um, yeah, so each role, you know, is kind of different. So uh, whatever the role calls for, you know, you, you just kind of um, take it on. I love it. I love it. Uh, what do you love most about just the, I guess, the, the craft of, of, of acting? Because I know that acting is something that you're really, really passionate about. Um, what is it that, you know, initially drew you to the craft and kind of keeps you going back to it, so to speak? 
Well, initially I was drawn to it because we were learning about um, jobs in, like, elementary school, uh, and then we were also doing our first our, – our play, our second-grade play, um, and I learned that being an actor was a job. <laughs> and I just was confused because I was like, why isn't everyone an actor if you just get to pretend to be different things and different people all the time? Like, that is the funnest job in the world. Um so I kind of stuck with it after that because I just I just wanted to play basically for the rest of my life. Um, and what keeps me coming back is is just telling stories. Uh, I, I love it, and I think there's so many stories that need to be told. And then there's a selfish part of me that really you can get so much out. It's kind of like a therapy lesson in a way um, if, with really well written scripts, and um, you you know it feels like cathartic in a way. You get to tell someone else's story and you get to like live in it for a second and it's uh it's really rewarding you know i love it i love it um i wanted to ask you now what other projects do you have in the works that you can tell us about so i have um i just started a prep on uh i guess it's like a sci-fi action horror um short film that we are hoping to shoot next year and then recruit some investors for and uh, turn it into a feature. <laughs> That's so awesome. That is so awesome. Um, I want to kind of backtrack just a little bit. Um, with um, a bloody ballet, I was wondering, do you know um, when there will be a, a VOD release on that, like video on demand? Yeah, I think it was uh, December 4th. I think that's when it was. Um could be out out on the internet, so I'm sure if you just put in DVD, I think it was December 4th off the top of my head, though. Very nice, very nice. Okay, cool, cool. And Katie, where can our listening audience find out more about you and keep abreast of your upcoming projects? I love the Instagram, so I am on there at the Katie Carp, um, also on Twitter, which I've kind of gotten a little more comfortable with. Um, also. <laughs> The Katie Carp. Yeah, Twitter's a weird thing, but I, I enjoy it. I just wasn't, you know, I was used to Facebook where you could just write forever, and then Twitter, you just have to be short and to the point. I felt really limited at first, but <laughs> <laughs> I like it now. Um, and then I have a Facebook page, too, uh, at the Katie Carp, and my website is um, dot com because com was already taken. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Katie, thank you so much. Um, I'm all the questions, but just wanted to uh, open the floor if there's anything else you'd like to say to our listening audience. Well, I don't think so right now. Um, yeah, I, thank you so much for watching Bloody Ballet and Hunting of Hill House. Um, I, I'm very proud to be a part of those projects, so I'm just excited that people are enjoying them. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you definitely – put out some good work so um it's always a always a pleasure to talk to you oh thank you you're welcome you're welcome well katie thank you so much i really appreciate it yeah enjoy talking with you likewise likewise all right well have a good one all right you too thanks bye bye guys that was our exclusive interview with katie carpenter actress katie carpenter uh you can find her in the newest netflix series haunting of hill house uh we'll put the uh well, we'll put the link to Katie's social media in the body of this post. Uh, if you're listening to us on YouTube uh, or watching us on YouTube, rather, go ahead and hit subscribe. Uh, we're also available um, on SoundCloud, 
you can subscribe there as well. Um, and we're on almost every other single podcast platform for iPhone and Android. Uh, last but not least, if you've got a Roku player or a Roku smart television, you can watch this interview right in the privacy of your own home. We've got over 200-plus hours of original content programming interviews all free of charge. From the Roku Channel Store, just uh, search for our name, search for our name, download, and begin watching all free of charge. Uh, we've got some news from the Associated Press coming up, so stick around. The Punisher, a firearm-wielding vigilante, was pulled from New York Comic Con by Marvel and Netflix, something Steve Harsh, who's been attending for years, understands. I do kind of agree with that, out of respect for the victims and for the situation. But another attendee, Leo Lawrence, says the Punisher didn't cause the Vegas shooting. That's only punishing the, the fans. And it's only letting the idiot that did it win. Punisher or not, security here is tight with the NYPD's heavily armed anti-terrorism unit standing guard. At the Jacob Javits Convention Center in Manhattan, I'm Julie Walker.